My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast, episode number three, coming to you from the Anchor app, anchor.tv. We're here for the third episode. We're recording uh, tonight on Valentine's Day. It's the end of the day, um, so Valentine's Day is done, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that today uh, here on the podcast. So I'm excited for the third episode. I'll be listening back to the previous episodes. If it's your first time listening, my name is Rui. Um, and I'm here as your host uh, every podcast. We haven't got to the point yet where we're doing guests and stuff. So far, it's just been myself, but it's been cool. I've been playing back uh, the podcasts the last uh, couple weeks and double checking things. And I feel like one of the things that I'm going to tweak a little bit is cutting back. Like we've been doing music as well. So we kind of debut different songs that I think are cool and we add them to a playlist that's on Apple Music. But um, we've been doing like five songs and I feel like that's been really stretching the podcast out um, to a long time, so I'm gonna try to keep the podcast a little tighter um, going forward as best as I can. And this will be the first show we're gonna do that. Um, what we're gonna do is like three songs. So what we're gonna talk about today, uh, we're going over uh, Valentine's in general. I just want to talk about Valentine's Day as as a thing. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, I literally just watched um, the Chris Rock. Uh, Netflix special Tambourine that just released today. So I want to talk about that while it's like fresh on my mind. Uh, we're going to definitely talk about some sports, which I know for some people, it's not your thing. I'm sorry, but it's a big part of like my life. So I want to talk about it. So we're going to talk a little bit, primarily NBA. Y'all know how it is. I have my sports that I like. So I kind of talk about those sports and then we're going to wrap it up with um, some comedy updates of things I'm working on shows, how things have been going and just like some general thoughts I have um, as I kind of like take my little baby steps through uh, the comedy game and what have you. So if it's your first time listening, the format we use is similar to kind of like a radio show almost. If you listen to us via the Anchor app or um, anchor.tv, you can hear like the whole like process. So you when we when I intro songs, when I talk about the songs, you can hear at least a clip of those songs. Um, and if you're logged into the Anchor app and you have Apple Music or Spotify, you can hear like the full song um so that goes back to my college radio days and i just really wanted to incorporate music into my podcast so um if you're listening on apple podcasts right now uh definitely hit subscribe i would appreciate that um that would be dope if you could do that um if not keep listening and decide at some point if you want to you know be subscribed and whatnot but if you listen on apple Podcasts, you just get the segments of the podcast that are me talking so you don't get any of the music but that's fine because you can always um, hop over on Apple Music and look up My Wife Needs a Break. Uh, it's a playlist and all the songs. So basically every song that we play on the podcast goes on to uh, the playlist. And I think it's pretty tight. It's a cool way you can listen to it on your own time. Like it makes the podcast a little bit longer. But if you listen to it in, like in the vein of a radio show, almost you get like some music and some thoughts and some talking. But if you just want to hear the different topics I'm talking about, you can hear those and then you'll know what the song is because I'll talk about it. And you can kind of go to the playlist and listen to it at your own leisure. Uh, we're going to have three songs that we're going to play during the show today. So there'll be one that'll be right after the intro that we're doing right this second. Then we'll have one in the middle and then we'll have one to close out the show. Um, I'm excited about this episode. Like I said, it's the third episode. Working out the kinks as we go along, but um, it's been fun and I'm going to keep doing sticking to it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So hopefully y'all, y'all enjoy it. Like I said, talking about Valentine's Day. Chris Rock special, some sports, what I'm doing in comedy, and then some music. So that's what we're going to do here on My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. 
Uh, make sure to follow me on social media and all that stuff and send me your feedback. Um, I would love to hear it, good, bad, or otherwise. Like I said, I just started this podcasting a couple weeks ago, and I'm just trying to get my legs up under me. Hopefully, in the future, we'll do more guests and things like that. But for now, it's just going to be me doing my thing. So I uh, hope you all enjoy it. First song we're going to play, uh, if you're checking it out right here, it's uh, Calvin Harris featuring Party Next Door. It's called Not Ready. Um, it's a new song just dropped like about a week ago. Um, I think it's pretty catchy, pretty cool. I don't get why producers get to just put their name on song. Like Calvin Harris is like Calvin Harris featuring Party Next Door, but Party Next Door does the whole song. He's like singing on the whole thing. So I don't know. It's interesting to me. It should be like Calvin Harris, like starring Party Next Door or something. So that's the first record we're going to play. And then we're going to jump into some stuff about Valentine's Day here on My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. My Wife Needs a Break, episode three. We're continuing on. Hopefully you enjoyed that last song, Calvin Harris featuring Party Next Door. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then, you know, go check it out on the playlist. We're going to update that. So go check it out on there. We're continuing on here. Uh, My Wife Needs a Break. That's the title of the podcast. And it's a weird day to record uh, on Valentine's Day to say your wife needs a break. You would think that's the day that you're, you know, busy with your wife. But that's the hard part about Valentine's Day, you know? It's like, it's hard to get it right sometimes. It's not easy to get it right. You think you know what you're doing, you know? I've been with my lady for almost 10 years. So that's like, you know, I've had like nine solid attempts, basically, to get it right. And uh, it doesn't always go the way you think it's gonna go, you know? Like, Facebook will, you know, will we'll let you know how you're doing because Facebook memories will remind you what you did the year before, what you've done in the past. And it's interesting to watch yourself like figure it out almost like in different times. Like I remember times where like my main goal was like to like send stuff to like her job, right? And then have other people she worked with be like jealous because she got, you know, a bunch of flowers or whatever at her job. And I started to realize that that has nothing to do with her. Like, that has everything to do with me. Like, right? Like, she might not even want flowers. And she doesn't. My wife really doesn't like flowers. And I've learned that over time. She really don't care about flowers. So, in recent years, I've stopped with the flower stuff because she don't like it. Um, I was talking about this on stage the other day. I think the only time I've ever got Valentine's Day, like, 100% right, it was when I thought I was doing it, like, 100% wrong. Like, I, I spaced, I didn't get anything. I knew we were going out to dinner, but I wanted to get her something. And so I go to, like, a supermarket, and I get, you know, chocolates and a bear and all that. And as I'm sitting there, I'm standing in front of, like, an ATM, and I'm like, you know what I should do? I should just take all the chocolate out of this box and just fill each spot where chocolate was with money. And that was what I did. I just, like, filled up each little spot with, like, dollar bills, five dollar bills, couple twenties, like I did it up, I, you know, I think I got like a 50 or 100 in there, um, and she was way happier with that than had I spent like a whole bunch of money on flowers or, you know, whatever, so she was happy that, to her that was like funny, like I thought about her, um, I threw some scratch tickets in there because she likes to play her little scratch tickets, so, um, yeah, that was like the one time I got it right, but, you know, now I know that that was two years ago, like I know exactly when it was because Facebook memories will show you, like, everything you've done every valentine's day um a couple other thoughts about valentine's day i'm gonna need you adults out there to pronounce valentine's day properly if you're older than like like seven 
and you still say Valentine's Day, you say Valentine's, Valentine's Day, like, stop that shit, okay? Like, why, why you, can you not pronounce Valentine's? It's Valentine's. There's an N. It is an N, okay? Let's get that right. It's a joke that I still see people really mess that up. Like, you're a grown-up. You sound like a toddler. So that really annoyed me. I threw that up on the Facebook today. People were fucking with it. So shout out to everybody who thought that was funny. But for real, stop doing that shit. Because I'm, I'm going to start unfollowing and unfriending people who say stupid shit like that. Can't be associated. Another thing I'm going to do is block people who, who post about singles, like, awareness day. Like, it's Valentine's Day, okay? It's one day where it's, everyone's lovey-dovey. Like, stop being upset that you don't got a person and try to be funny and act like you don't care. You care. If you're talking about Singles Awareness Day, you're mad you're by yourself, okay? So stop with the bullshit, all right? Just love yourself every day. No one else is going to make you whole. If you sit around waiting for somebody else to make you the best version of you, like, you're bugging. Like, stop waiting for other people. Love yourself, and if you truly love yourself and take care of yourself... You will attract other people towards you and that will make you have, you know, the situation you want. So, you know, real single people just don't give a shit about this day. They just go do stuff. They don't post about it on social media. Okay, so Singles Awareness Day, the fuck out of here with that. You and the Valentine's people, y'all can all go together. All right. Kick rocks with all that singles awareness. All right. If you're happy by yourself, you wouldn't be saying shit. If you're saying shit, you're not happy. All right. So figure it out. That's all. That's all I got on Valentine's Day. My wife needs a break. That's why I'm ranting about Valentine's Day. So aside from ranting about uh, Valentine's Day, that was an ill little rant. I feel like I was more angry than anything. Like, I don't need everything on the podcast to be funny or, or like super entertaining Right. Because a lot of it's just for me to get stuff out just because, you know, to give my wife a break, like the podcast the title states. Um, but I felt like I was a little angry. I'm going to go back and listen to that portion. And I'm going to be like, you were mad. Like, why were you so mad about people mispronouncing Valentine's Day and single people? And I don't know. I had a feeling I got I got kind of wrapped up there. That was me. I was kind of angry. That's something I got to think about. I got to figure that one out. I was upset. I feel like a lot of that could have been funny, but it was more like I was like angry, which I don't know why I was angry. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, none of that was probably funny. It was probably more like, why is this dude so pissed off? Uh, something that is funny. Uh, Chris Rock. Dude, Chris Rock. I just watched his special tambourine on Netflix. Um, amazing. Chris Rock is Chris Rock is one of my comedy idols. Um, I haven't done a podcast yet where I talk about like all of my influences in comedy, but I definitely want to do a podcast where either I do like, like either like my top 10 comedians who like inspired me, like not necessarily who I think are the top 10 best comedians by no means. I think everyone's list is different, but like who influenced me to want to do comedy and who were like kind of like my idols. And when I do that episode, Chris Rock will be featured heavily, man. Chris Rock is to me a legend um, one of the greats to ever do it um bigger and blacker when that came out like i watched that and i remember thinking to myself like dude i wish i could do that like i wish i could do what this dude is doing right now just just keeping it real like hilarious observations of just how we behave in society and 
I really, really, really enjoy Chris Rock's comedy, but it was really cool to see him with something new. Um, and it was amazing, man. It was the special. Was, it was hilarious. It was like had a lot of real topics, you know, from from politics to police brutality to things that are real. But like him finding like the, the humor in it and creating these moments where like you can find humor in some like real dark stuff. It was it was really well done. Um, and then he did a lot of personal stuff, too, which was kind of different for Rock, in my opinion. Like he I don't think he's done anything this personal talking about um, infidelity, talking about his divorce, just like real stuff that mattered to him, obviously. And he and it probably was really good for him to say it on stage. Um, really, really good. That just came out. So I would really highly recommend if you if you watch comedy specials on Netflix, I know like every other day there's like a comedy special and some people kind of feel like they're kind of watering down comedy because there's so many specials. And even Chris Rock in the past has said people don't really do specials, they do regulars. Um, which is kind of funny. A lot of regulars out there, not a lot of specials. Um, Rocks is definitely a special. Um, pretty amazing. But check it out, you know? A lot of people have been kind of feeling a way about Netflix and their comedy stuff, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. One thing I did catch was I was looking at it, and I liked um, the way it was shot. I thought that, like, it was just really well done, like, artistically. And I looked up, before we started recording the podcast today, I looked up who, who was the director and stuff, and it was uh, Bo Burnham, who I'm pretty sure, if I, I know Bo, I think he's a comedian, he does music too, um, got really popular, I think, initially like off like a viral video type thing, but he also directs a lot of stuff. He's directed his own specials, but he also directed Gerard Carmichael's special, um, which is called Eight, which is on uh, HBO, and I love the way that special was filmed. And the angles that it used and like the way the lights kind of like were and, and i got that same kind of vibe from 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 rocks um special today that i watched so um i'm gonna definitely see what other specials um bo has has filmed um and i also saw neil brennan was one of the um executive producers on this with chris rock um neil is the co-creator of, of Chappelle show um, so he's amazing um, he also has a dope special if you've never seen neil brennan three mics on netflix highly recommended but man just want to give a big shout out to chris rock chris rock is a legend and it's just real cool to see like dave Chappelle, chris rock just to see these guys who like clearly still got it you know and it's amazing to see i think um seinfeld had just posted how great it was to see chris rock still out there doing his thing so big ups to chris rock we're gonna keep on moving here on oh, my wife needs a break we're gonna get to some music next so I feel like we established Chris Rock is an icon, a legend. And so to kind of keep with that theme, um, we're going to play our next song here on My Wife Needs a Break, episode three. That song is going to be titled Icon by Jaden Smith. I'm going to be honest with you. I have never really listened to Jaden Smith. Um, Jaden Smith, the son of the legendary, the iconic the newly Instagram reigning king, Will Smith. Instagram has like opened up a new world for Will Smith, I feel. And I follow Will Smith and I love everything he's doing. And he recently kind of made fun of um, his son while also showing love where he like kind of mocked the, the video to, to this song Icon by his son Jaden um, because it had reached like, a, I think it was a hundred million streams on Spotify. Um, and I played it back, and to be honest with you, like, 
Jaden Smith is uh he's doing his own little thing. He's got like a, a, a interesting energy, you know. I feel like he's clearly, you know, inspired by, you know, the artists of his generation, right? Like he's a young person still. He's still I think I don't even think he's 21 yet. Um you know, like the childish Gambinos and, you know, the Big Shawns and those type of people. I feel like he's got this energy like flow to him that you could tell is just real. It's just real like late you know, 2011, you know, 2013. So you can tell he was like really coming to his own around that time. And he probably, you know, fed into a lot of these artists. Um, there's other artists in there. You can hear it in them as well. But he's trying to find his own voice. And I think it's pretty cool that, you know, for all the, the, the jokes that came out, you know, Will Smith for, you know, not cussing and his music and all that, that, you know, he's given his kid free, uh, creative freedom to kind of do his thing. And he's out here, you know, do, like swearing and doing what he wants to do. He's, you know, he's his own person. Um, and in some ways, I don't got enough time, but in some ways, you know, the Smith family is very strange, um, which I don't feel like you can be a normal family when your dad is Will Smith, you know, and your mom is Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't think you can have, you can't be normal. Like you can't be surprised at Willow. I mean, first of all, her name is Willow. And, you know, you can't be surprised at her and Jaden, you know, the other kids, you can't be surprised if they're a little bit off, you know, like it, they didn't grow up in a normal life. They grew up like just like larger than life environment, you know, so but I gave this a listen and I really thought it was cool. So, you know, before I play the song, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because I feel like we kind of brush away these um the offspring of like real famous or popular people. And, you know, as I look at like somebody like Jaden Smith, like to even think you want to do music when, you know while your dad was a huge actor and all that stuff, started as a rapper, you know what I mean? Um, so to want to do that is to me kind of ballsy, you know, because it, people are going to look at you and like not believe you off jump. So I think it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of guts to want to do it. And so I want to show some respect to the kid for, for doing it. And, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good song. So I'm going to throw it on the playlist. Um, again, that's Icon by Jaden Smith. It's the next song we're going to play. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some basketball um yeah that's what we're at my wife needs a break also my wife does not like this song that's the other part about this a lot of these songs in the playlist my wife thinks are trash that's another reason why i'm doing this playlist because my wife's like that shit is garbage why do you always play that trash ass music so you know it is what it is she's getting a break i'm playing some music icon by jaden smith if you got some time check it out it'll be on the playlist we'll be back in a second with more my wife needs a break. Yeah. My wife needs a break. Episode three, continuing on here with that icon theme, that legend theme, LeBron James. Moving into some sports now. LeBron James got his whole team traded. LeBron said six of y'all got to go. The next four in, you know, LeBron didn't do it on his own, but um, I think the Cavs organization uh, Kobe Altman, who was their um, GM, he decided he had to get LeBron in the mix. And I read a cool article on ESPN um, that was talking about how they kind of made the decision to make all these moves and they were going to try to do it. And they basically consulted Bron and said, hey, this is what we're about to do. Um, and they worked basically within those parameters of being like, we want to we make some moves to make our team better right now. So they tried to do something to keep LeBron around. Like I talked about in the last podcast, people had to go. And I thought Isaiah Thomas was like the first person who had to go. So honestly, I think that was the right move. Um, 
some of those guys were just too set in their ways. They had done it on their own in, in their own team settings, and they weren't going to let Braun be the alpha, you know, and Braun wasn't going to convince him. So um, at the end of the day, I'm like, if you don't want to follow LeBron, who's been to the finals all these years in a row, I mean, if you're not on the Warriors, what other team can say that, you know, basically they get you to the finals almost every year? You know, and, and Bron is in that category. So now Bron got some young guys who want to follow. He's got a veteran and, you know, George Hill, who's seen LeBron up close and personal in, in the playoffs and knows, you know, Bron gets it done when it's, when it's time. So basically, since Bron found out about the trade, like the night before he hit a game winner against the Timberwolves, he been balling out of his mind. Um, you know, the win against the Wolves with the, the buzzer beater, they, they, they beat the Hawks with like nobody on their squad. I think Corver had 30. And, it, you know, from there, they beat the Celtics handily. And then they show out in OKC and give OKC all they can handle. So I think this team fits for what Bron needs. I think they just gave LeBron some energy. J.R. Smith got a new lease on life. So to me, the Cavs are the faves coming out of the East again. Can they beat Golden State? I don't think so. But I think Larry Nance and these, these young athletic dudes give them a chance to compete. And they got bodies now, like live bodies that can do stuff. So... I think the Cavs are going to do well. They're going to hit a rough patch eventually. It might even happen right after the All-Star break because they got all this momentum. And now they got the All-Star break. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure some of y'all who are listening are thinking like, every time we listen to this podcast, all this dude talks about is basketball. I mean, the NFL ended and I'm going keep it, to keep it a buck. I don't really watch baseball. I don't care that baseball is about to start. I'm probably never going to talk about baseball. I'll probably talk about hockey before I talk about baseball to keep it real. Um, so just it ain't going to happen. Um I'm going to talk about soccer before I talk about baseball. So no way that happens. Uh, All-Star weekend is this weekend. It's in L.A. I'm going to be out of town, so I'm not going to be able to go. That is a bucket list item of mine. I do want to get to an All-Star game at some point. But I do want to get some All-Star predictions since, you know, predictions I've been real good at. That's a joke. I've been trash. Got the Patriots-Eagles game completely wrong. So what we're going to do here, uh, I don't care about the Rising Stars Challenge because I don't know how they do it anymore. They mix all these teams. I think they should just go back to, like, East rookies versus West rookies, or they keep doing like the international versus non-international, like whatever, man. Like do it like just have two head rookies and let them pick the teams or something. Um, I don't care about that game. I care more about the celebrity game. Um, and whoever Kevin Hart plays for is gonna probably win or not win, but Kevin Hart will get MVP. Um, let's see. Saturday night, All Star Saturday night, which is overrated, but we're still gonna talk about it. It's on Saturday, TNT. Taco Bell Skills Challenge. We got Embiid, Buddy Hill, Lou Williams, Andre Drummond, Al Horford, Markinen from the Bulls, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets. Okay. And Jamal Murray from the Nuggets. I'm going to take uh, a big one at last year. I'm going to say, let me see, Lou Williams, Jamal. I'm going to say Jamal Murray. I like Jamal Murray's game. He's kind of nice. So the Nuggets are playing good. Uh, Three point contest. We got Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson. Bradley Beal, Wayne Ellington, Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris, Paul George. I'm going to go Clay. Clay's been kind of getting overlooked. I think Clay's going to show out and just let people know he's still around. Uh, Verizon Slam Dunk. We got Oladipo, Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz, Larry Nance Jr. from the Cavs, and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, It's going to be between Donovan Mitchell and Dennis Smith Jr. Because I saw Dennis Smith Jr. at Summer League this summer in Vegas, and he has some serious bounce. But I don't know if he's got like the acrobatics that Donovan Mitchell has. So I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell. I think this is his year. I think he's going to be rookie of the year. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to win it. And I think Team LeBron is going to take the all-star game. I don't really have a reason. I just think Team LeBron is going to do it. So we'll be right back on My Wife Needs a Break. I want to talk about LeVar Ball.
So keep tuned. All right, my wife needs a break. Some more NBA talk. I want to wrap up the sports portion of our podcast here, talking about LeVar Ball. If you don't know who LeVar Ball is, you've been sleeping under a rock if you watch anything involving basketball. LeVar has three sons. One of them, Lonzo, plays for the Lakers. He's got um, two other sons who currently play ball for a little bit in Lithuania. They're also all over Europe just doing all kinds of stuff right now. Um, Leangelo and LaMelo, those are the other two. LaMelo's only like 16. He got pulled out of high school. Uh, Leangelo got pulled out of UCLA where he was going to be like a bench guy. And um, LeVar has been talking crazy and that's not new. He's been very vocal. I just want to say in a general sense, I love that he believes in his sons. I, I think it's very cool that he believes in his sons. I also think it's even cool that like he decided he was going to start his own brand with his sons and, you know, you know, big baller brand, triple B's, all that. I think that's cool. But um, he's really going to affect his oldest son who actually can hoop, in my opinion. Um, I saw Alonzo play in summer league and like watching him live is different than watching him on TV. Dude is... He's he's a a very smart player. Like he he lacks on the defensive end. I think effort sometimes is a problem, but he could pass the ball like amazingly. Um, he's smart. He gets rebounds. Like he he move around. His jump shot is kind of trash, but you know you could work on those things over time. But this is a quote Levar Ball just made recently. He said, "I want to let every NBA team know that Lonzo is not going to resign with the Lakers." but we'll go to any team that will take all three of my boys. That's my plan. The fuck are you talking about, LeVar Ball? Like, bro, your your other two sons in Lithuania are only showing out during exhibition games, which are basically rigged because the other team doesn't have, like, super good. They're not playing real European talent. They're just playing, like, dudes, like, B teams in Lithuania. And the one game where they play, like, a real league game your boys got basically shut out almost you know the middle son ain't really like nba ready at all like he would need like three four years of college ball before he could even be like a utility guy in the league um not athletic enough no way can't shoot well enough definitely needs work um if he played college ball for like four years like he probably could like get to the point where he'd be like a guy who could maybe compete in the league maybe you know and be like a bench guy LaMelo's got, I think, a lot of potential. He seems to be growing very fast. He's like kid 16. He looks like he hit an ill growth spurt. He's dunking now. Um, so to me, he's he's maybe got the highest ceiling um, of the two younger dudes. But Zoe, Lonzo could play. And people are now starting to say that the Lakers are going to think about trading Lonzo away. And I'm going to be real. Like, I'm not, I would not be shocked if they actually moved him. And I think, you know, at, it's been said on a lot of different sports networks and stuff like, I think Magic Johnson now, because they made that move to trade for Isaiah to basically clear up all this cap space to try to go get LeBron and somebody else, they're not going to deal with LeVar Ball if they got some superstars coming in. You know, if Paul George decides to come to the Lakers or or LeBron by some miracle comes to the Lakers, ain't nobody tolerating LeVar Ball talking. So I think if you're Magic, you just got to go to him and say, look, LeVar, if you're going to keep talking, we're going to move your son. Obviously, you don't move him this year because the trade deadline passed, but you move him right before the draft, whatever, you just ship him out, you know? So I think he's got to be careful, man, because his oldest son, like, Zoe could really hoop, and I think he's he's got potential to be a good player in the league. He's averaging, like, 10 points, 7 boards, 7 assists. 
that's a good line. Like, if you can get that from 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 a point guard, like you're not mad at that. It's ten seven and seven. Like, is he a superstar? By no means. But he's not a scrub. People were talking about this kid like he's a scrub. Like, he's not a scrub. He can hoop a little bit. Um, but he's going to be hooping in Brooklyn or something if he keeps running his mouth, you know? So I think his dad got to just shut it down. Um, completely unrelated, Lonzo posted recently that he's putting out a mixtape, basically. It's coming out. Uh, it'll be out probably tomorrow. So, like, the day this podcast drops, it'll be coming out. So we'll probably talk about that. I think it's called Born to Ball. Um, so we're going to see what that music is hitting for. Cause I know he had said some stuff about Nas a while back that got people riled up. Cause he said Migos is, you know, real hip hop or whatever. And I'm not going to get into that debate right now, but you know, we'll see what the music sounds like. I'm sure people are going to be tearing him apart, but I like Zoe. I think Zoe's funny. I follow him on Instagram. I think he's like a funny dude, but his dad really got to, got to shut it down. You know, like my podcast is called my wife needs a break. Zoe, I think you got to start a podcast called my dad needs to chill. That's where we're at right now with your pops. He needs to chill. All right. Continuing on here on My Wife Needs a Break. We're going to get into some comedy comedy talk. Um, my comedy journey, if you will. Uh, we talk about that every every week now. And I'm really excited because the last podcast episode we talked about, I was in the semifinals of San Diego's Funniest Person Contest. Um, and we had the show a couple days ago and I made it through to the finals. So I'm in the finals. Uh, that means I'm one of the top eight comedians um, in the contest uh, based on, you know, the format that we've we've been working with. We started with like almost 120 comics and now we're down to eight. Um, so I'm really excited. Honestly, man, I'm really proud of myself because end of the day, I moved out to San Diego, you know, about a year and a half ago. And, you know, I didn't know anybody out here and anything. And a big portion of the voting in this is like audience. So, you know, it's trying to get people out to the show and then also trying to have people who don't know you vote for you which is always like tough right you got to convince people to put you on their ballot so i'm really proud of myself i think my set got progressively better each time out my set um the other day was really good i did not it was nine minutes for each of us and i felt really confident up there i had one one hiccup with one of my jokes but my recovery kind of like just winging it kind of saved it and i was able to just keep pushing that happened like maybe like six or seven minutes into my set um which was tough because i really want to use i really wanted to use the footage that i'm going to get from this um contest i wanted to use that to like you know put out to bookers and to put out to festivals and stuff and we'll see man i'm gonna i'm gonna get some some outside opinions on on how the set looks if it's worth me sending it out to people and go from there but really happy with the outcome of the contest the one thing i'm not happy about is uh, the date of the finals was initially going to be February 26th, and I found out like last week, two weeks ago, when we were you know putting out the dates for the semifinals, that they changed the date of the final, and the date of the final was going to be this Monday, uh, the 19th of February, which is President's Day, and I will not be in the state of California. I have a trip planned um, with my wife. Um, because although she needs a break, she doesn't always need a break. So we're going on a trip together. We're going to be out of the state of California. I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but I started looking like a couple weeks ago to try to change the flight. We've had this booked for like almost a month and a half, two months out now. Um, because I thought the original day of the finals, if I got through, would be the 26th. Turns out it's the 19th. We've looked to try to see if we could change our flights to get in like that day of the contest um, finals. But it's going to cost us like an, ex an exorbitant amount of money to make that happen. Like 
more money than I would win, even if I was to win the whole contest. Like it's going to cost a lot and um, it's just not going to happen. So um, I'm going to be informing the club that I'm not going to be able to participate, which sucks. Um, but I'm still happy that I was a finalist. I'm, I won't know where in the top eight I ended up ranking. You know, I guess technically I'm eighth um, just because I couldn't be there. Um, so you kind of forfeit that. Right. Um, so I don't know what I would have done. I think I would have been competitive. I don't know if I would have won. There's some pretty good comics um, on on the shows now. Like we're at the point where it's pretty heavy hitters. Um, like I think I've been on with about four out of the no five. Yeah, five out of the out of the, all the finalists. I think five of them I've been on shows with at some point or another. Um, maybe even six. I think maybe only one person I didn't see in any round. So I, I went through some pretty good competition to get to where I'm at. Um, but unfortunately, won't be able to do the finals, which sucks. Um, but I'll be talking about it on social media and I'll be reaching out to the club um, since this will be posting tomorrow. I'll be getting that information to them. But I'm still proud of myself. I'm happy with the outcome. Um, it was cool after the show to really see people come up to me who didn't know me and, and give me shout outs and say that, you know, they voted for me and all that kind of stuff. And I really appreciate it. So it was a lot. It means a lot to win people over. Um, I just got some comedy cards, like some 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 uh, business cards printed up and I was able to hand those out. Like one of my goals as a young comic is to hand out uh, cards after a show and just be able to walk to my car and see them littered on the floor. I feel like that's like a moment. So I'm going to keep handing them out and see what happens. Another thing I did on my business card was I made sure I put the podcast on my business card to make sure that it keeps me consistent and I keep posting and keep doing the podcast, whether it's one person who listens or 20 people or however many, um, I'm just going to keep chipping away at it. So um, I got a couple more things about comedy I want to touch on and then we'll wrap things up and we'll get out of here with one more song. But um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who supported me during the contest and helped me get to the finals. It means a lot to me um, because y'all helped my wife get a break. So thank you. So as we wrap up this episode here on My Wife Needs a Break, I just really want to touch on like just the comedy grind in general and just some things I've noticed that like I just want to talk about a little bit and get off my chest, man. Like uh, this whole process of being in this contest has been really cool because back when I was starting out, when I was back in Rhode Island, the only kind of shows you can get on are called bringer shows because you got to bring people to the show, you know, and it's usually like you got to bring four people or you got to bring, you know, five people. You know, when I did shows that were like in Connecticut at, at different venues that were, you know, maybe a little bit more high profile, you got to bring like six people. And, and, you know, and if you didn't bring your people, you know, more times than not, you didn't get to go up. You didn't get to get on stage and tell your jokes. So there was a lot of incentive to bring people. That was your pay. Your pay was that you get to go up on stage and you, you know, bring your four people, which for me, I've always felt like it's a joke. Like you can't if you can't bring out four people, like you got to reconsider like how you're doing it and how you're managing like your like your social network of people, like your how you handle that. You know what I mean? Like if you got a significant other in any way, that's one person. Like if they support you in any way, they're one. Right. So now you're just talking about three to four people that you're bringing out other than them. Find friends that are couples so that they're they're automatically a pair. Um, you know, if you've got coworkers that are tight, as long as you get a couple of them to go. The main thing is remembering that when you start to bring people to shows, you have to show out like you got to be good and you got to do a good job, at least be like showing promise. And then they'll want to come and support you because they want to feel like they're a part of it. They want to be there to support you, you know, and I was known back home, like for being able to bring pretty well, like I could bring enough that I was never going to be under. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever done a bringer show where I was under like 
my count. You know what I mean? I've always at least just hit the mark. Even if it was barely and I was scratching, scratching to get it, I got it done, right? Um, so now I come out here and this contest I'm in is very heavily based on audience, right? Like the audience is 75% of the vote. The guest judges that are from usually from LA are like 25% of the vote, right? So inherently it's kind of built for you to bring people out. So if you bring people out, you can have a better chance to advance. Um, and so, man, I think I felt a lot of energy, a lot of weird energy. I'm new on the scene out here. I'm not well known or, or like, I'm not really buddy, buddy with anybody. Um, and that's not to say that none of the comics are, are cool. Like I've met a lot of cool comics out here that are, that are chill. Um, but I'm just not in that circle, right? I don't know everybody. I'm not, I don't go to open mics every single night because, you know, I got a job and, and a wife and a life that doesn't permit me to just be at an open mic every single night. Um, but, you know, I get to mics when I can and, you know, I, I, I use my stage time wisely, I feel, um, to still stay sharp as, as I can be. Um, but there was a lot of, I felt a lot of energy and a lot of eyes just kind of like people feeling away because, you know, basically I, I'm never booked on anything out here. And so for me to be in the finals of this contest, it, for some people, is like a really, really big deal. Like I look at it as a cool thing that I'm a finalist in this contest, you know, with so many comedians who try to do it. But there's a lot of energy that people put towards you when you get in these positions, man. I just want to say, like, end of the day, focus on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing comedy and you're focused on the next man or the next woman and what they're doing and how they're bringing, like, if anything, you can learn from them and you can and you could pick their brains and you could try to, like, you know, kind of look at their method of how they handle themselves and all that. But, like, end of the day, it's got to be on you. You got to work on your jokes. You got to work on your delivery. You got to work on everything. You got to work on how you deal with people. You got to work on your professional appearance when it comes to showing up at clubs, being on time, doing what you're supposed to do, treating people with respect. Um, you got to do all those things, man. Like it's a business. You got to treat it as such. You know what I mean? Like I'm constantly making flyers for everything I'm on. Like I'm doing that, working with my wife. Like my wife is like my manager. So like we work together to like make business cards, to get flyers out, to, you know, decide if we're going to post a clip or not to try to like get some interest. Like we're doing all that stuff to like make that happen, you know? And I think that comedians can learn from that, that it's a grind. You really have to work. You really have to hustle. Um, and not everybody's going to want to come to your show. You know what I mean? And people are going to lie and say they're going to come. That's why you got to work doubly as hard to like make sure people know and it's on their radar. And you can get people to go out. And then at the end of the day, you got to remember to be funny. Work at your craft. You know, try to get better. Um, I look at it like I'm three years into stand-up comedy. And I feel like for being three years in, I'm making good headway. I'm in a new town, new city that I didn't know anybody in before I got here. And I'm just chipping away. So my advice would be no matter where you are, just keep grinding and learn from other people, but don't become consumed with their successes because it'll lead you to your failures. You know what I mean? So we'll be back in a second to wrap this whole thing up and play our last record here on My Wife Needs a Break. Thank you so much for listening to episode three of My Wife Needs a Break. Um, I really appreciate it. Again, um, I'm just figuring out this podcast thing. I really still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I'm trying to get better every show if possible. Um, I do really like having the music element to it, even though it kind of gets lost a little bit if you're listening to it on any of the other podcasting you know, sites. Um, but if you listen to it direct through, through Anchor, you know, you get the music mixed in. And if you just want the music, you can check out the playlist and all that. But I'm trying to scale back the music so that it kind of lets the podcast just flow speaking wise. And then, you know, just not too many breaks, because when we're doing five songs, it's, just, it's a lot of breaks throughout the whole thing. So we're trying to cut that down. 
Um, but whether you've listened to this episode, the first episode, the second episode, whatever it is, any parts of them, I really appreciate that because um, I'm just trying to like put out more content and be more consistent um, as I kind of try to get better kind of on this like journey of trying to like do stand up. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to get thoughts out and ideas out. And, you know, I think a lot of these things will kind of turn into, you know, either conversations or allow me to kind of like build on that in the future. So I really appreciate you taking the time to check it out. Um, we are going to play one more song. So if you're, you know, enjoying the fact that there's music involved and you like the playlist, um, that's exciting. I appreciate that. Check it out on Apple Music. Um, basically, to keep with the theme of the first three episodes, I've had one song on each podcast from um, the Black Panther soundtrack, the album. Um, so there's one more on that. Black Panther, the movie is coming out um, on the 16th, which is like in a day. So um, hopefully I'll go check it out. I've been reading a lot of good things about it. Um, and I can tell you that the album has a lot of cool songs on it. Um, and if you're a Kendrick Lamar fan... Kendrick's kind of all over it and he's kind of got his hands um, you know, on the pulse of this this whole music portion of the album. It's very cool. Um, so we're going to do another one. And this will probably be the last. I mean, unless there's another hit in here. There might be more hits. I got to listen to the whole album again. But um, there's some good songs in there. And this one, I don't know if it's really popping like that yet. But I think it's going to be a dope song that has some, could have some legs to it. Um, and it's called uh, 10. And it's got Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q. Two Chains and a South African artist named Saudi, who I've never heard of before this record, but pretty dope. Um, so again, that's 10. This is off of the Black Panther movie album. It's got Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, Two Chains, and Saudi. So hope you enjoy it. Again, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Hope you subscribe. Hope you listen to us. Um, you know, every time we, we put this out. Um, and if not, that's fine too. I'm just gonna keep chipping away. Whether it's zero listeners or 20 or 30 or, or you know, one, we're going to keep on doing it. So really appreciate your time. Hope you have a great rest of your day, night, whatever time you listen to this podcast and uh, take care of yourself. And, you know, remember to always, always take into consideration those around you, because that's what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm taking my wife into consideration because she needs a break, you know. So thank you for listening to episode three of My Wife Needs a Break.